Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, you can always text Eric to 33777, E-R-I-C-K. Get all the links to the show, show notes, podcast, and the like. Uh, remember the a couple weeks ago, news broke of the ABC News producer, Dax Tejera. Uh, he dropped dead in St. Bart's completely unexpectedly. He's in his 30s, has small kids, just killed over dead. And, of course, a very large segment of right-wing wingers on social media immediately, oh, it must have been the vaccine. It's like the football star who, who the Bill star who went into cardiac arrest on the field. It's got to be the vaccine. It's just weird to me. It's really, really weird to me how during the height of COVID, if anyone died, it was the left that said, oh, they must not have gotten the vaccine. They must have gotten COVID. They died of COVID, those anti-vaxxers. And it's been a total role reversal, has it not? Now, if anyone falls over dead for any reason whatsoever, the immediate presumption is, oh, must have had the vaccine. It's these people are defining themselves by each other. No grace, no forgiveness. As a, as a random aside, you, you know why you're supposed to forgive other people? In, in, in fact, you're supposed to just let it go. You're supposed to channel your inner Elsa. You're allowing the other person to control you. I was talking to a friend the other day uh, who years and years and years and years ago had a falling out with a family member. Now, it wasn't my friend's fault. It actually was the other side of the family. Uh, by, by pretty much everyone's account, the, those people had, had just were unpleasant, really, really bad people. But uh, this has been 30, 40 years ago. The cousin who no longer has contact with with my friend reached out, had uh, information regarding a health issue in the family, and the friend just struggled to even call the person back because there's just this this animosity over over past things that happened, and that level of of being unable to forgive and move on. I uh, kept the friend of mine from, from being willing to call this person back who, who might actually have useful information. Ultimately, the, the, the call was was made and information and it was useful information. But just this this dread of coming into contact with the person, there, there's this real animosity now in our country of people on both sides who are not only unwilling to forgive people on the other side, unless the person in need of forgiveness does exactly what the person says. So in other words, you want to control the apology or expect an apology where the person doesn't even think they've done anything wrong. And so you're mad at them because they won't apologize for something they don't think they need to apologize for. And you can't let they've moved on but you can't. And so both sides define themselves in reaction to the other. So they become the same thing. They become the same thing. So the the pro-vaccine crowd 
Whenever anyone died, immediately said, they must have had COVID. Oh, they should have gotten the vaccine. They got COVID. Remember when um, my friend Herman Cain died? I'm, I'm actually in his studio today. There's a picture of him here. And the left was, oh, he went to that rally. He got COVID at the rally. He shouldn't have been at the rally. He got what he deserved. There, there was really, there was this commentary online. It wasn't true, but they didn't care about the facts. They assumed he got it there and got what he deserved. It was awful. It was really shameful, and they didn't care, and they had no sense of shame about it. And now you got whenever anybody falls over dead unexpectedly. By the way, uh, a lot of athletes do every year, and a whole lot of people have cardiac events and die. Hundreds of thousands of Americans every year. And now the, 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 it's immediately the, vac- the, the anti-vaccine crowd. They must have had the vaccine. I mean, if I were to drop dead behind this microphone right now, God forbid, some of you would be happy, but God forbid, if I were to do it right now, some of you would say, well, I bet it's because of the vaccine. Erickson told people they should get the vaccine. He got the vaccine. He got boosted. And really, it's because I'm fat. That, that would be the problem. But nonetheless... Dax Teera, the ABC News producer, he worked for George Stephanopoulos, worked on Good Morning America, worked on other things. Uh, he dropped dead a month or so ago. And all of the the anti-vaccine crowd, Alex Berenson's and the like, they're like, it's the vaccine, it's the vaccine. Turns out uh, Dax Teera choked to death. He was drunk and choked to death. That story and the reaction to it and the people on Twitter, many of whom had been banned by the old regime at Twitter and now allowed back, is the perfect way to transition into the hearings about Twitter. I was a little bit skeptical that the old regime at Twitter was as bad as they were, but they turned out to be far worse than I imagined. However, they still turned out to be not as bad as some others thought. The most interesting situation with the old guard at Twitter, they are decidedly to the left, decidedly have biases to the left, decidedly went out of their way to to turn off the accounts of conservatives and degrade the accounts of conservatives that they did not like, particularly when it came to things like transgenderism, but also the vaccine. But also some of them did have a sense that allowing the pervasive nonsense to thrive online that thrived there would lead us to dark places where we have actually arrived, where when someone drops dead, you have the anti-vaxxer, like, it had to be the vaccine. And unfortunately, unfortunately, their solution was the one you should never take. Their solution was to silence. Here's a life lesson for you. When corporations or the government try to silence someone, what they wind up doing is giving that person a megaphone who through their silence or censorship can spread their views. It's the Streisand effect. 
years ago, a photographer was photographing uh, coastal erosion in California. He basically was going up the Pacific, taking pictures all the way up from one end of California to the other, uh, every square inch to document the erosion. And one of his pictures contained Barbara Streisand's mansion on a cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. No one sued the man except Barbara Streisand. She was outraged that he would post a picture of her house. No one knew it was her house. There were no la- there was no labeling for her house. It was there was no big sign that said this is Barbara Streisand's house. But the picture of her house was in the book. And so she sued. And in so suing more people downloaded the picture of her house the day she filed suit and it became news than in the year prior when no one paid attention. It had been up for a year she filed suit, and in one day more people uh, had downloaded the picture of her home from the guy's website than in the entire year that the picture had been posted. And ever since, that when you do something like that and it gets maximum exposure, it's called the Streisand effect. Like the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. The New York Post published the story about Hunter Biden's laptop. It was a true story. And Twitter banned the New York Post's account until they deleted the story, which the New York Post refused to do. And many media outlets actually celebrated Twitter silencing the New York Post. They did not defend their brethren of the media being censored and you can say, well, it's not censorship because it's not only a public company, it's actually a private business. They can do. Yes, we all agree. Private business can do whatever they want. But they were censoring, even if not in the legal sense. They were blocking access to the story. Anyone who retweeted the story had their account turned off. They did not want people to see the story. It actually probably gave the story more attention than it was worth. But now there's a hearing in Congress on Twitter, and here's one of the – Uh, people from Twitter being interviewed by Congress. You stated that uh, Donald Trump described his own tweets as little missiles. Why did that uh, stick in your mind? Yes, the the quote that you're referring to, I don't remember exactly. Uh, We'll get to that one. Sorry, I clicked along with this, this one. At no point did Twitter otherwise prevent tweeting, reporting, discussing, or describing the contents of Mr. Biden's laptop. People could and did talk about the contents of the laptop on Twitter or anywhere else, including other much larger platforms, but they were prevented from sharing the primary documents on Twitter. Still, over the course of that day, it became clear that Twitter had not fully appreciated the impact of that policy on free press and others. As Mr. Dorsey testified before Congress on multiple occasions, Twitter changed its policy within 24 hours and admitted its initial action was wrong. This policy revision immediately allowed people to tweet the original articles with the embedded source materials. Relying on its long-standing practice not to retroactively apply new policies, Twitter informed the New York Post that it could immediately begin tweeting when it deleted the original tweets, which would have freed them to retweet the same content again. The New York Post chose not to delete its original tweets, so Twitter made an exception after two weeks to retroactively apply the new policy to the Post's tweets, In hindsight, Twitter should have reinstated the post account immediately. 
in hindsight, yes, it's easy to say in hindsight, you're talking about a news organization with a legitimate news story where it was the Democrats who peddled the disinformation. It was the Democrats who circulated the letter claiming it was Russian disinformation, and that was not true. And they did this because they have a bias against conservatives. They have a bias against conservatives. In fact, they thought that that Trump was triggering people. Listen to this. is the other clip that, that I started to play. Uh, it, Trump and his little missiles, his his tweets going after people. Listen to the, the, the weak-kneed liberal from Twitter. You stated that uh, Donald Trump described his own tweets as little missiles. What, why did that uh, stick in your mind? Yes, I the... The quote that you're referring to, I'm, I don't remember exactly what news article that it was in, but it was a news article that I had read in which the former president said that he liked to send out his tweets like little missiles. To me, that sounded exactly like weaponization of a platform in his own words, and yet Twitter was not concerned. Weaponization? His little missiles. That sounds like weaponization of the platform. He's using his Twitter selectively to target people. That's what you get to do on Twitter. That's the platform. But he used the word missile, so it was it was weaponization. Thank God he didn't say nuke. Here's the problem. So many people behave badly on that platform, including right now a lot of anti-vaccine people who are, are hell-bent on justifying every time they suggest that when someone drops dead, it was probably the vaccine. And and you can't even reason with them. It, it's it's an epistemic by-faith belief. So it gave the people on Twitter every incentive to silence a lot of people, some of whom probably should have been silenced, like Alex Jones, Nick Quintez, and others, and a lot of people who weren't. They lacked the discernment to be able to decide who to ban from Twitter. And they gave priority to banning anyone who was on the right. And now Elon Musk has the platform. And I got to tell you, it's working worse and worse. The information you get from the platform, it's less and less usable. It's a less and less stable platform. And... It frustrates me as a user, but also if Twitter dies tomorrow, it would probably be a very good thing, a very good thing if Twitter died tomorrow. And concurrently, concurrently, a lot of us would probably go through withdrawals in the process. But if we're going to get rid of one social media site, it really should be TikTok we get rid of, and we need to have hearings on that site as soon as possible. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee, and now more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. 
even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible, and there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. There's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or even reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free five-minute questionnaire at refunds with an s refundspro.com that's refunds with an s pro.com hello there it's eric erickson here nationwide 877-973-7425 let's go to bob calling you're the first caller today bob welcome thank you eric uh yeah i just want to make a comment regarding um you know the the first segment talking about uh, uh, pe- uh young people dropping dead and automatically assuming it's going to be, you know, it's either COVID related or vaccine or something of that nature. Had an interesting uh, update on a physical with my doctor yesterday who uh, basically himself a victim or a fell victim. But his comment to me was over the period of the last two years, he's watched uh, many of his patients' um, calcium scores spike. I mean, just just unusually, uh, and and he himself said there is absolutely something to what we've been going through over the last two years, whether it be COVID or the or the vaccine or booster. But my point my point is, um, and Philip Philip brought it out to me here. But uh, my point is is uh, that there is statistical data showing young athletes over the past couple years. Um, falling out, dropping dead, having having these major cardiac uh, issues, uh, and uh, there's statistical data that shows that that's happening more and more and more. Well, yeah, okay. Before. So you're, you're right. There is Bob, and, and I, I appreciate you pointing that out. But I, I actually am very familiar, very very familiar with the particular report. Uh, and I've talked about that on the program, that it, there's a big report on the increasing prevalence in athletes um, uh, dropping dead and the like. And if you actually read the report, it, it's a big report. And if you actually read that report, it's been tweeted by a number of prominent vaccine skeptical doctors on Twitter. Uh, what's his name from Stanford and others have tweeted out. If you actually read the report, though, it's not true. I mean, this is one of those things where people produce a report that says X, Y, and Z, and nobody bothers to read the report. I've actually read it, and I know people who have read it. And you actually look up each of the deaths. One of them is a 60-year-old who fell off a cliff, but he was vaccinated. I'm not making that up. I know right now you think I'm making that up. You can read it yourself and go look up each of these deaths that are documented as statistical proof of the increase. One of them died in a car wreck. One of them fell off a cliff. That's where you're getting this from. You may not realize you're getting it from that because at this point it's become so anecdotal. Everybody talks about it. It says, oh, there's this report and it shows I've read the report. It's not true. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. I feel like I owe Bob an apology. I didn't mean to be yelling at, at Bob and, and hope he didn't take it that way. I don't know if he's still listening. I got mad at me and hung up. And I just, if you're not Bob, let me just, I, I look, First, let's go to what your doctor said about increased cost. There, there is something going on, and my doctor and I have talked about this, 
And his presumption is that it's not the vaccine, that it's COVID. Uh, And a lot of people have gotten COVID who don't even know they got COVID because they were asymptomatic. And a lot of people tie stuff to the vaccines. But on the other point, there is anecdotal data and statistical data and several reports that have come out that show an increase in athletes dying from the COVID vaccine. And this is and Bob. If again, if you're listening, I didn't want you to think I was mad at you. It's just I'm I'm. It's kind of exasperating that this keeps coming up, um, and, and I I feel like I got to push back so much on my own side, and then people get mad at me. And all I'm trying to do is give people the truth here. Yes, there are reports of uh, sudden uh, cardiac problems increasing and people falling over dead. Um, there was a big report. It was covered on OAN and several others about sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, SADS. It is a heart condition in young adults and their speculation. It's being triggered by the COVID uh, vaccine. And y'all, it's just not true. I, I know there's a report. I know there are doctors who have spread the report, but if you read the report, it I, I promise you it's not true. One of the things you've probably heard is that an average of 29 athletes under the age of 35 suffer sudden death per year from 1996 to 2004. And then from March of 2021 to March of 2022, 769 athletes died or suffered cardiac arrest. I know you've probably heard that. I've seen it on Facebook. I've been asked about it by relatives. I've been asked about it by friends. Uh, interestingly enough, they cite the International Olympic Committee. That's the data from the International Olympic Committee. The International Olympic Committee doesn't actually have that data. Uh, it was cited, for example, on uh, One America News Network and tied, I believe, even there to the Olympic Committee. Uh, the reporter, uh, Pearson Sharp was the name, talked about tennis player Janik Sinner and Paula Bedosa. They dropped out of the Miami Open in 2021. Uh, Pearson Sharp said more than 769 athletes who have collapsed during a game on the field over the last year from 2021 to March of this year, 2022. Sinner had foot blisters, but Osa had a virus. There was another British man who was a marathoner who fell over dead, and this guy literally fell over dead. He fell off a cliff and died. And he's on the list. It's happening more and more. Um, There's the Brazilian TV host who collapsed live on air. But the Brazilian TV host actually had a congenital, well-documented heart defect. There's the 18-year-old bull rider who died while on the bull, but turns out he was unvaccinated and had a rare disease. There's the 32-year-old actress who had a bacterial infection and she was supposedly killed because of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, and this just keeps happening more and more. I, I, I hear this all of a sudden and there are all sorts of stories citing this one report and it's really not true. There's, for example, Christian Erickson. Uh, Christian Erickson, no relation, uh, was a Euro match between Denmark and Finland, he suffered cardiac arrest and immediately presumed that it was a reaction 
from the COVID vaccine, and he's on the list, but he was never vaccinated. It's just I, I'm uh, Lubos Molt, a blogger and uh, physicist, spread rumors about uh, Erickson having taken the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine 12 days earlier. He claimed a source was a radio interview, but the radio interview never happened, and he deleted his tweet. It This just happens so much. And so, I look, I, I don't want to be combative with you all. I'm just telling you. And, and if you choose not to believe me, there's nothing I can do because a lot of people are believing a lot of other stuff out there. But I'm just telling you the God's honest truth that there is a report. It has circulated widely among friends of mine on the right, citing an increase in deaths among athletes from the COVID-19 vaccine. And if you actually look at the people and you Google the people and you read how they died, very few of them can be tied to the COVID-19 vaccine. Very, very few of them. In fact, what the data actually shows is that myocarditis is something to worry about in kids, particularly 16 to 18, who have the vaccine, particularly boys. But let me give you the numbers. There have been out of 14.1 million doses administered among 16 and 17-year-olds, there have been 316 cases of documented cases of myocarditis. Of the 25.8 million doses of the COVID vaccine given to kids 12 to 15, there have been 372 verified cases of myocarditis. Of the 23.2 million doses administered to kids 5 to 11, there have been 23 documented cases of myocarditis. Why can't we move on? Why do we have to keep coming back to this? I didn't plan to spend this much time on this. And I guess I, I could move on, but I just, I, I hate for my listeners to have been lied to so much by so many people, many of them who are pushing an agenda, by the way. I Look, I agree with Bob's doctor. There's something going on. Um, calcium, increases in calcium and, and other issues. Um, I There's actually a lot of evidence out there that there are effects of the COVID virus that we're only learning about. And in fact, that each time you get the COVID virus, uh, people presume that their immunity builds up. But uh, particularly among older adults now, there is some research that the uh, intensity of COVID over time begins to intensify as you get it again, uh, which is a problem. There's so much about this virus we still don't know. We are this far removed from uh, its spread around the planet. We are three years beyond this. But the problem is we went from so many people on the left being the ones to live their life under lies to now it's the people on the right. The roles have been reversed. This is what just stuns me. All of the people on the left who anytime anyone dies said, well, it had to be COVID. And now it's all the people on the right whenever anyone dies. It's got to be the vaccine. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. So I just, and again, Bob, if you're listening, again, my, my apologies one more time. I, I, I didn't mean to 
sound like I was yelling at you. It's just I'm very, very familiar with this statistical evidence and, and the reports. And there are three reports from three sources. They're all kind of based on it, – it's kind of like you know how they say that um, Matthew and, and Luke are based on Mark in the Bible. You've got three different reports out there. You've got two of them are kind of based on this first one. And this first one, actually, when you look at the people who – are claimed to have died of the COVID vaccine. Overwhelmingly, they didn't die of the COVID vaccine. They died of car wrecks. They died of congenital heart defects. They died of cancer. They died of uh, literally one man falling off cliff. That's my favorite one of the whole report. Is is this this was a sixty some odd year old marathoner in Great Britain and Wales specifically who fell off a cliff and he's on the list of people who died of the COVID vaccine. <laughs> I just. I don't. All I can do is is give you the truth, and and you can you can be mad at me for giving you the truth, but that's the God's honest truth. Um, it, it's just if you don't want the vaccine, I'm, there's no one making you get. Well, Joe Biden wants to make you the vaccine. I, I've always advised people that I think it might do you some good, but it's your choice. My family got vaccinated because my wife has lung cancer, and we wanted to be super cautious around her, and she wound up getting COVID twice after being vaccinated. So. The thing that I think people should be mad about is not the idea that the vaccine is going to kill you, but that it's sold as a cure for COVID and doesn't actually cure it. That's the thing that should make you mad. I am the only person I know of, I think at this point, who hasn't gotten COVID. I'm sure there are others who have who haven't, but I have not had COVID that I know of. And uh, every doctor I've talked to about this including one friend of mine who actually studies COVID says, yeah, you've probably had it and we're asymptomatic. A lot of people are asymptomatic, particularly if you have higher zinc levels. And I just take zinc supplement when the um, and vitamin D. And it turns out, guess what? Uh, vitamin D and zinc supplements uh, help your immunity anyway, which I've done the whole time. But I look, I didn't spend the, I, I didn't plan to, but it's just, I, I feel bad when I hear uh, callers, when I when I get emails from people and all say, no, there is this report and statistically it does prove that people, and, and it tends to come back to this International Olympic Committee report that shows this massive spike in a year of athletes dying. And yes, there is a report. Yes, it says this, but no, it's not actually true. Now let's, I'm going to take a call on this. I'm going to move on. Charlie, no more calls on this, please. Um, it wasn't my I didn't want to relitigate COVID and the vaccine anyway, but I do want to take Arlene's phone call. Arlene, welcome to the show. Arlene? Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good. I am good reporting on COVID. I'm so happy your wife is doing well. Thank you. And happy that I had COVID, but it was a mild symptom, so I'm good. But I want to let you know I'm running for the city council in the city of Jonesboro in our special election. Oh, well, Arlene, um, unfortunately, uh, I can't let candidates on the radio. Um, I'm sorry. There's there's an equal time rule, uh, and so I can't talk to you about your race or your opponents. All get to come on the radio. Um, but good luck to you. Thank you for calling in. Um, but we can't take candidate phone calls like that unless it's about a specific news item. There are rules that apply to broadcast radio. So, but thank you and God bless you and good luck to you on your race. Now, I think it's safe to move on to other things. I've exhausted a topic I wasn't even going to talk about and I probably made everybody mad. Oh, today is going to be the day I just make everybody mad. It's going to be one of those shows because I got a list of grievances. This is my festivist show. 
if nothing else. I got grievances, and today we get to talk about them. But actually, there's also a lot of news to talk about as well. Before I get to anything, though, and Lord, Lord forgive me because I'm sure that some people are going to get aggrieved with me and they're going to start calling all the people who advertise on the program and yelling at me, yelling at them because, well, they're mad at something I've said. Today might be one of those days. Y'all, you know, it, one of the things they, they they research this show on occasion and they say, sometimes I just make everybody mad and, and well, stick around, buckle up. Don't be so sensitive. We'll get to it. Right now, we need to talk about gold in large part because, you know, one of the things that people say, why do so many conservative radio show hosts talk about gold? It's not a very common thing. But if you're a conservative radio listener, you tend to be very interested in self-reliance and understanding your own finances and, and how to how to grow your portfolio. And gold can be a vital element for those of you who want to make it fit and who can really educate you on it. Well, Advantage Gold can. Uh, they are the TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company seven years in a row. They got the best prices, the best staff. They've got a great IRA department. They can really answer your questions. They're very knowledgeable just about using gold. It's it's If you've got questions, they're not going to twist your arm. They're not going to push you, and they're not going to give you gimmicks. They really want to explain this to you because a lot of conservatives in particular have questions about using precious metals, particularly as, as the stock market ebbs and flows and inflation is still high. Their number, if you want to call them, 800-450-2566, 800-450-2566. Four five zero two five six six. Just call Advantage Gold. Let them answer your questions. I had questions. They answered mine. You may have questions. They can answer yours. If you're interested in using gold as part of your retirement, your 401k, your IRA, what have you, or you're just interested in buying gold for investment purposes or because you're a dragon and you want to lay on it, call Advantage Gold. 800-450-2566, 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you. And again, they can't answer your questions on this. If you got questions about gold, Advantage Gold has the answer. You can sign up for the daily email by texting DATA to 33777, and you can get a 15% discount if you want the full subscription. All you got to do is text DATA to 33777. Now I'm so far behind, um, I'm not going to keep apologizing to Bob, although I feel like I should because I just, I feel so bad when you guys get lied to. I, You know, I work really, really, like, okay, so for example, there's a Seymour Hearst story out and it suggests that it was actually the Americans who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, that it was a, that a SEAL diving team laid explosives on the pipeline and triggered them to explode months later. And he claims to have sources and stuff, but I, I haven't wanted to dwell on the story in large part because the history of Seymour Hearst makes him a pretty unreliable person. If you know anything about the man, um, you, you need to find other sources to back up what he says. So I haven't talked about that story because I, I can't credibly tell you the story is true and I don't want to mislead you, and I don't want to send you down a, a rabbit hole. Um, I'm impressed with the Biden administration. They actually did pull that off. I would be really impressed with them. I just have a hard time believing it, uh, number one. And number two, um, given the 
history of that guy, I'm deeply skeptical of anything he reports. So I just I've avoided it. I I try very hard to correct myself when I've gotten something wrong and to correct a lot of the information that flows on our side because I just I think so many people are getting misled these days by people with agendas and it's hard to tell what the truth is anymore. In fact, one of the most difficult things on the planet right now is trying to figure out what actually is true because we all have so much information. Uh, we don't know what we don't know because it seems like we can get access to everything now. And it is the unknown unknowns that are the most dangerous equation at this point or the dangerous part of the equation, the unknown unknowns are the things we don't know that we don't know because we can get so much information. We can go to the what, the, the open the, the chat GPD or whatever it is now, the, the, the open AI program and put in a question. It'll answer for us a cogent answer where we can find a lot of information. But in so doing, what's this leaving out? We, we don't know because we have access to so much now. What are the things we don't have access to I want to actually spend some time with in the next hour? We're kind of going off the beaten path here. This is where I make a lot of people mad today. But when we come back, uh, there is more new data out. Particularly if, if, if listen, I, I am going to say this. If you are a man or if you are a married woman, if you are a man or you are a married woman, stick around because there is data about the crisis of isolation. And it's kind of scary data. And it applies to men more than it applies to women. And in particular, it applies to married men. So if you're a married woman or you are a man, stick around because I, I got a lot of data to share with you. Uh, we've also got other stuff we got to talk about, including big story in the Atlantic today on why Florida is suddenly beating New York uh, in attracting people to move to the state, something that many on the left said would never happen. Suddenly happening, red states are attracting a ton of people for a whole lot of reasons, some of which you won't understand or appreciate till I tell them to you. 